Trades with your host, John X. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the John of All Trades Podcast, episode 236. I'm your host, John X. Thank you for joining us. Glad to have you back once again. And on this week's show, I get back to being John of All Trades. That's right. I'm not just John of All Denver Film Fest, as fun as that was, and I did a ton of coverage from there. So it was one of my favorite times of year. I am, in fact, John of All Trades. So let's talk about something new. And on this week's show, I've got a great dude who I just met. His name is Gerald Rivers. Gerald Rivers is formerly of the NFL, currently of the XFL, getting ready to kick off its inaugural season once again, about, what, 20 years later? And he is going to be playing for the Dallas Renegades. He's hoping to come back. He was with the CFL. He had a terrible hip injury, torn labrum, had just what he describes in this episode as a very unpleasant surgery to repair his hip, but... He's going to be the first player to attempt to come back after having this surgery. So, wish him all the luck in the world with that. And we talk about football on this episode. We talk quite a bit about football. We talk about being a student athlete because he was at Old Miss, which is an SEC school. So, imagine trying to balance your classwork with being a Division I football player in the SEC who ended up in the NFL. Kind of a tough load to balance, and he's got some great insights about that. We also talk about second acts, and that's one thing I'm particularly fascinated by when it comes to professional athletes, because you work so hard to pursue this one thing, and at a certain point, and it comes sooner than I think everyone's ready for, you're not going to do it anymore. So Gerald's attempting a comeback here. He's 29, and based on what he said, and based on how he said his health is, he's got a lot left in the tank, so it'll be interesting to see how this XFL thing pans out for him. I'm very, very optimistic for his chances based on his attitude, his work ethic, and his history. But in addition to his football pursuit, he is working business development for Bulo Jewelers. Now, if Bulo Jewelers sounds familiar, it's because I've had its proprietor, Avi, on this show before. Now, Avi previously worked for a different jeweler. We're not giving them any shout outs. He's out on his own now, and he's kicking ass and taking names. Now, in the interest of full disclosure, Bulo Jewelers is a client of Deft Communications. I don't normally cross the streams like this. I don't do this for just anyone. But Avi knows that I'm going to run a straight-up show, and I'm going to talk to Gerald. Gerald works for him, and he said, you got to talk to Gerald. Talk to him about jewelry. Talk to him about football. I'm not going to tell you what to say. I'm not going to tell you what questions to ask. Just do your show. I think Gerald's an interesting guy, and you're going to love talking to him. Now, not like anyone's launching an ethics probe into this show and conflicts of interest or anything like that, but I put it out there. Bulo Jewelers is a client of Deft Communications, but I ran this show straight up, no input from Avi, it was just me and Gerald, and we had a fantastic conversation. Not only about jewelry, not only about football, not only about second acts, but about anything that came to mind. There's great football stories from in the trenches, there's great insights into the jewelry business. This was just enormous fun for me. I know that when I was getting this show ready, I had been coming off kind of a tough stretch, had a stomach bug, wasn't feeling real great, was kind of down, had a lot of work to do. And as I approached it, I go, oh, cool. Okay, I get to spend some time with Gerald again. And that's going to be fun. I'm looking forward to this. And it immediately lifted my spirits. And I think it will for you too. So episode 236 is a damn fine episode with Gerald Rivers of the NFL, the XFL, and Bulo Jewelers. That's coming up here in a second. But first, got to pay the bills. Got to pay some love to my sponsor, Four Degrees. The number four, D-E-G-R-E dot E-S. Anything you're doing online, Four Degrees will help you do it better. Literally, anything you're doing online, whether you're building a website or trying to reach audiences via social media or online advertising, they will build a campaign for you that appears on the platforms where the people who need to hear your message most are. They will get the right message in front of the right people at the right cost. Whether it is a good, a service, a campaign, or a candidate, Four Degrees has the right recipe to help your business go to the next level. So hit them up online. Tell them I sent you. The number four, D-E-G-R-E dot E-S. Now then, let's get to episode 236 of the John of All Trades podcast. It features Gerald Rivers, business development specialist at Bulo Jewelers, formerly of the NFL, 
coming up on a new season in the XFL. I can't wait to see what he does, but you get him here first. That's right. Episode 236 with Gerald Rivers starts right now. I will say it all depends on uh, the humidity on both sides. <laughs> if it's if it's that that cold, you know, wet kind of bone chilling, you you don't want to play in that. Like that's, New England, right? Yeah, yeah, that's terrible. That is that is utterly horrible. But you also have those times where, like, you go to Jacksonville or you're in you're in Nashville or somewhere like that, and it's so hot and humid, and you're just sweating. In Houston, it used to be where you used to have to get um, IVs every day before practice really? during camp because it was so hot and humid. I mean, you're talking about you're just losing 90, pounds of fluid, right? Yeah, ninety to hundred degrees, but like 40, 50, 50 humidity. Gross! Humidity. It's terrible. Like I'm talking about guys <laughs> sweating through their cleats. I'm talking about <laughs> you just get that little. <laughs> In your, <laughs> in your <laughs> cleat as you walk. Oh, uh, yeah, it's ho- that's, that's horrible. I feel, I, I didn't give you an answer on that because, yeah, if it's dry cold, like here, I'm, yeah. I'm okay with it. That's fine. Sure. But the, when you come up here, you got to deal with the altitude. So. Well, as a soft, little toasty little butter cake that I am, you know, like I'll, I'll bang my knee on the car door or something or, you know, like jam my finger and I'll go. And it's worse when it's cold, you know? Oh, yeah. Always, <laughs> always. Everything hurts more when it's cold. Yeah, growing up and playing, uh, doing like little league um, baseball and stuff like that, you connect with that ball too hard, and you get that that <laughs> shiver back up your body. <laughs> I f- always relate that to any time I hit in the cold. It hurts. <laughs> it hurts. Oh my god! All right, this is Gerald Rivers, former NFL player, current XFL player, correct? Yeah, yeah. and also. Uh, business development at Bulo Jewelers, yep, which yep. is where we got hooked up because Avi's a good pal of mine. He's you guys are also clients. Shout out so. to Avi. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, yeah, he uh, he actually recommended this because how long have you been with Avi now? Working with him, uh, yeah, it's been about a month and a half now. Wow. Okay. Yeah. 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 And so, how'd you get hooked up with him? I got introduced to him through one of my teammates, Derek Wolf. Appreciate that. Um, Derek Wolf, current Bronco? Yeah. Oh, cool. All right. Um, he had just got engaged, and I was looking around to try to find a ring for my wife. And I was like, okay, you know, I trust Derek. Derek, I feel like he wouldn't go anywhere crazy. I was just looking for suggestions. Yeah. I'm, man, I'm a man out here lost. So I kind of just reached out to him. He was like, oh, yeah, here, here's my guy, Ivy. Go, go check him out. I go up and go see him, and, you know, me and him had a great time. He really helped me out. And... The rest is history, man. Became good friends from there. How long ago was that? That was about um, three years ago. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's funny. I went to Avi the first time back when he was a different jeweler. Yeah. Before he went out on his own. And I'm like, I'm not going anywhere no else. No plugs for them. No, <laughs> no, no plugs for them. <laughs> but uh, I knew I wasn't going to go anywhere else because yeah. like, immediately he just sort of won me over with this charm and like mm-hmm. how much he cared about people. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, so de- is it also like the detail he took into making sure that I knew and say I was properly educated and that's what he's been trying to instill into me. Yeah. And you know, just kind of going from there, I I I've I've enjoyed it. The whole so, process. So what ultimately led to you working for him? Like how so um, how did that opportunity arise? Were you guys just pals and l- talking and Legitimately, I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I um I've been at home I want to say probably Six months ago or so, and my wife comes home because I've been I've been doing my training and rehab, trying to get back. And she's like, "Hey, I talked. To, I went up. She always comes up here to get get a ring clean. And she's like, yeah. talk to Avi, and Avi said that he he wanted to see you. He wants you to come by.' I was like, "All right, cool. Of course, yeah. never never a bad time to see Avi. And me and him sat down and talked, and he was like, "What do you think about you know getting into the jewelry business?" And I was like, "Sounds cool. I mean, it." it I enjoy my I enjoy jewelry. It's like I I love my watches and yeah. Chain. I I try to keep it modest. I don't. I'm I'm not one. You're not of those, overdoing it. No, I'm not one of those big bling guys. I keep <laughs> I keep my chain, my watch, and obviously my ring because it can't come off. <laughs> yeah, you got to keep the clean look. I got yeah. two things on me right now, yeah. but yeah. I mean, too much. You end up looking like uh, you know Mr. T or something. I can't do it. I've never been that person, and it would it hurts my heart to see it. It really does. <laughs> 
Well, it's like, uh, what did Coco Chanel say? Before you leave the house, take off one accessory. Oh, yeah. Which yeah. I think is really great advice. It's like, whatever you're doing, dial it back one notch, and then you're probably there. You're good. Right? <laughs> you're yeah, good. you're all set. <laughs> you're good. So he uh, he basically sat down with you, just had this idea. And so what does that look like for you? Like, what's a, what's day-to-day like? A lot of learning. Oh, sure, and, yeah. Yeah. It took a um, – it was pretty much – Sat down and Stephanie, one of the coworkers, she shout out to Stephanie. She <laughs> she pretty much hand me like almost like a playbook. Oh wow! Of like jewelry information from diamonds to gems to to medals to necklaces to chains to earrings, all that stuff. And I was like, "All right, been here, been here, done that. Let's go ahead and get it going." Wow! I said, I've uh, I said I've uh, not the first time I've been told to pick up a. a Good bit of information, real quick. So, what's uh, what's harder, learning the jewelry playbook or a football playbook? Um, jewelry playbook. Nobody tries to hit you when they start coming. <laughs> <laughs> when things <laughs> when things go crazy. <laughs> what? Yeah. What's Mike Tyson's old uh, say? Hey, everybody's cool until you get hit. <laughs> yeah. Everyone's got a game plan until you get hit yeah, in the exactly. face. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I. Yeah. I mean. I. The worst thing to happen is like, you know what? Actually, let me bring over someone that could give you a little bit more information about that. There's no help <laughs> on the football field. You that's a good that, point. That ball snaps. This is you and you and that guy in front of you. So let me refer to you. Let me refer you to Derek Wolf here. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, um, yeah, you know, bring him right over. You you wait here. Don't, yeah, don't go just, anywhere. <laughs> you you hold tight and. uh Let's see if I can get a swim move over to uh, Derek Wolf, right? I can't beat you, but I know somebody that can. You just just wait. You just we'll find a better fit for you. Don't worry about it. We'll find a more comfortable uh, place on the turf for your quarterback. Just uh, stand by. <laughs> we got you. Oh God! We're actually, we're actually outsourcing our um, our tackles now. <laughs> Uh, um, so have you picked it up pretty fast? I mean, like, is it fairly intuitive for you? Yeah. I mean, a lot of stuff you don't realize, you know, but then there's things you're like, as far as like gyms, I didn't realize there were this many stones. So okay. I was like, and I didn't know people actually liked this many stones. Right. <laughs> okay. I was like, oh, like give diamonds. me an example. Like what, what, what's a stone that uh, has surprised you? Morganite. <laughs> uh, what? <laughs> yeah, I was just my mindset. I saw it was a pink diamond. It's not a pink diamond. It's it's a whole different thing. Like people really, really enjoy rubies and sapphires and yeah. and all this stuff. I I mean opal. I bought uh, an opal from Avi. Yeah, because yeah. it's my daughter's birthstone. Yeah. See, I I had to learn birthstones. <laughs> uh, do you know them now? Do you got them committed? Um. Don't do me that. I won't, no, I'm, I'm not putting you on the spot. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm decent enough. Okay. Um, yeah. You're getting there. Yeah, I know my birthday's in June, and it's um, okay. it's pearl because it's like the moon. Okay, yeah. nice. All right. I don't see myself getting any pearls anytime soon. <laughs> no? Whatever. No, yeah. I, uh, I know Opal is either October or July. Yeah, one of them. Because it's one of my daughters. <laughs> So, but I can't. Well, you guys got it, so don't worry about yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> and then uh, I want to say it's I want to say it's Ruby, maybe for the other one. I can't remember now. Yeah, <clears> my <throat> wife is like, it's November. So I think it's the month Am- we're in. Yeah, I think it's Amethyst. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to say uh, April is Diamond, which mm. was annoying because that's my wife's birthday. So mm. thanks. That's oh man, <laughs> yeah, you. you uh, I mean, at least you know a good guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. I do have that covered. Um, but so, like, uh, business development, uh, one of the things that you mentioned to me or Avi did, I mean, you spent – how long did you spend in the NFL? Five years. Five years? Mm-hmm. And uh, across a bunch of different teams too, right? Yeah. Yep, so, yep, so, I mean, yep. your network's got to be pretty deep. Yeah, um, no, I I got a good friend base of guys around the league, and uh, I want to make sure I'm able to properly educate anybody that needs any help. So, I mean, right. even if – I've had a couple guys reach out to me like, "Hey man, I'm I'm looking for looking for this that, and the other," or a guy who just got engaged and he 
I, I reached out to him. I was like, Hey man, congratulations. If you need anything, let me know. It's like, even if you, even if you don't come to me, I still want to be able to properly yeah. make sure you're not getting ripped off. Cause that's the problem with a lot of these situations. Now. Totally. These NFL guys, they're going NFL, uh, NBA, all these guys, these, these jewelers and see them, they have money and they give them these hollowed out chains and, and boost uh. up the price. Or they give them shitty diamonds. They're yellow and all this other stuff and clarity and cu- ah, ah. they they're like, oh yeah, it's a it's a VVS. I was like, okay, but it's a it's a shitty color. <laughs> I can cuss, right? Oh, of course. Okay. <laughs> this is Sorry. the internet. <laughs> Sorry, that's it's up to you, man. To, I it doesn't to... bother me. <laughs> no, yeah. So I, I don't know. I I want to try to be the, a little bit of the leeway between. I don't know. I've always been the guy that, I mean, whether it's football or whatever, throughout my entire, all my friend groups, I've always been the guy that people come to for advice. Oh, that's that great. People come to when they you know need somebody to talk to. So people actually honor my opinions. So I feel like that was a, a way for me to really be able to bring that into this, into this business. Well, and Gerald, I mean, to hear you describe it, it's like, I don't care if you do business with us or not. Yeah. I just don't want you to get ripped off. Exactly. Like, we're, we're trying to, in the words of George Costanza, we're trying to have a society here. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah, mean, and yeah. there's, it's, it's a hollow mirrors out there. Oh, yeah. so. I, I see it's, it's tough seeing it now and I'm seeing guys pick up, pick up change. I'm like, ah, <laughs> man, that, that is, you, you come talk to me. Man. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's not, nice. I'm, 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 if you want to go do a, at least, at least for the chain, like the gaudy. I can't yeah. do the gaudy pendants and the, the <laughs> all that stuff. Leave, stop, stop. stop. What, like you're in the Wu Tang? Oh, make it stop, please. Yeah. <laughs> Just yeah. <laughs> I said, I'm, I said once again, I'm a my my style is different from a lot of other guys. So well, I mean, we took a photo. You'll see it on the companion blog piece. You're well put together. I try, I try, I really do. I, I really mean, do. Like yeah, the every time I come in here. It's well appointed. Yeah. So, like, you, you've got you got your game on that. point. You caught me off guard with your work shirt on today, but I, now nah, it makes sense. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's why. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's it's all branding. It's a blue right? collar, baby. Blue collar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because normally I'm, you know, I'm I'm at least elevating the game slightly. Yeah. yeah. But today, you know, you got to you got to brand the shirt. Exactly. So. For sure. Why yeah. not? <laughs> that's, that's exactly right. So when you go into, I mean, you're new here at Bulo Jewelers, but you're you're picking it up pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. When you go to a new team, whether that's in high school, college, pros, mm-hmm. whatever, how quickly do you adapt to a new culture? And, and what's that like? Or are they all different from one another? Everybody is a bit different. So this past season, I uh, went up to the CFL to uh, – to just kind of prove, uh, so I, I had a pretty devastating hip injury, mm. and that put me out. Uh, what happened? So I tore my labrum, oh. and in a play I shouldn't have been in in the first place. Um, yeah, tore my labrum. These dirty, oh. dirty, stinky, fat old linemen that I hate so much <laughs> pulled me down from behind. And it honestly. sounds like you're not going to name any names. I'm there. not going to name any names. All right, fat. <laughs> just, just lousy pieces yeah. of shit. Oh man! But yeah, pulled me down from behind, and uh, I tore, obviously tore my labrum. Finished up, finished out the rest of the series, and I get back to on the plane. We're headed back from from San Fran to back to Houston at the time, and I try to stand up, and I can't stand up. I'm trying to figure out what's going on. Mm-hmm. They said they thought it was it was like um, thought it maybe was my groin or something like that. Come to find out, I have dysplasia. So, like, I guess more of my femur mm-hmm. is is exposed out of my socket. So they had to go in and break my socket, oh, move God. it over, um, rescrew it back in, and then repair the labrum in order to keep me from tearing it. They, t- they pretty much told me like, "Hey, look, we can repair your labrum. You'll be back in probably a couple weeks." Or Oh, yeah, you'd be back in a couple of weeks, but you could tear it again and then have to get a hip replacement. Oh, God. Or we can do this surgery and you may not be able to play football again. So uh. I, I just kind of took it the way. It was like I want to be able to, like – Pick up my kids. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> like one day. I mean, or, or do you play have kids? Around. No, I don't have any kids okay. yet. 
future. But you're still you're <laughs> still thinking tense. long term like yeah, that. Yeah. That's cool. So I mean, I'm I'm one of the first players to to have the surgery and actually try to make a comeback from it. But yeah, back to my story. I went back up to I get a little long winded. I got ADD. It's sorry right. about that. It's all good, man. <laughs> I'll, I'll keep you on point. <laughs> no, but um, I went up to uh, the CFL to try to kind of prove I was I was back ready and re- willing to play and. Originally was out there with Edmonton and played out there for half the season. The second half of the season, I was with Winnipeg. And I came into Winnipeg the week before a game. And, I mean, they didn't really know anything about me, guys or whatever. So I go out, kind of keep to myself. I always have my book on me, my headphones or something like that. And so I'm just kind of keeping to myself, reading my book. Nobody's really saying too much. We get out into the field. Coach is kind of giving me, like, a very, very base minimal, like, look at what the defense is. Mm-hmm. It's Monday. They got a game on Saturday. Right. It's like, all right, cool, whatever. Well, I get out for it. We do our one-on-one. Because you're defense, right? Yeah, defensive end. Okay, yeah. Yeah, defensive end, outside linebacker. Okay, gotcha. So I um, get out there on pass rush, and I win my first three pass rushes. And, nice. <laughs> and the, the D-line coach comes to me. He's like, hey, 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 hey. Um, how, how much of this, how much of the defense do you know? I was like, not much. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, look, at that point, then brings me and brings me the whole playbook, and it's like, all right, this is what we got, this is what we got to do. I played in that game that Saturday, oh, didn't have a single mental error. Wow. Yeah. So I mean, it's sixty sixty snap game. Jeez. Yeah. So I, so you were in the right place. Yeah. I've I've never had a problem picking up playbooks and stuff. It's, that stuff is pretty easy because I can always relate it to something else I know. And that's the same way I've tried to try to take it into uh, the jewelry business now. So okay. it's related to something else you know or pick a clue with something else to be able to focus back to it later on. I think one of the most insightful things I ever heard was I heard Carl Mecklenburg speak once. Mm-hmm. And he said, uh, a first step in the right direction and all the angles change in your favor. Yeah. So as long as you're taking that first step correctly – and you're getting to where you need to be, the angles are going to be much more favorable. Mm-hmm. Do you agree with what he said? Yeah. 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 yeah I mean, I said always getting off on a good foot. <laughs> <laughs> totally. So you mentioned growing up, you were playing uh, baseball, football. Did you play, like, all sports, or were those your kind of loves? To be honest, I, I didn't play football until I got to high school. No kidding. No, not at all. Wow. Not even a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Yeah. My mom would not have it. My mom was a nurse and said, no. I ran track, I played baseball, and I played basketball every once in a while. But it said track was my biggest thing. How'd she feel when you finally got into football? I got to high school, and so I got there. Well, I moved to a different high school. Where like was My it? sophomore year in um, uh, Decatur, Georgia. Okay, got it. And we ended up going into, like, the – it was like the first day where it kind of introduced everybody and all this stuff. And my mom comes in. It's like all the parents and stuff. And we're walking around. It's like the football coaches are kind of sitting at one table. And the coach is like, hey, we got to get this guy on the team. And my mom was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> to the point where she hates when I say it. She used to, like, if I if I didn't take the trash out, she was like, no, you're, you can't go to practice today. Oh, wow. Or if I... If I don't know, if I didn't do the dishes or something at the right. house. No, she was no trying no to keep you from practice. Yeah, right? no football today. I remember one day she got mad at me. And she was like, "I don't want you out there playing that thug ball." And I was like, "What <laughs> thug ball? What the hell is that?" <laughs> but um, why was she so like I, thug ball? I don't know. I I don't know. I have uh, no idea. <laughs> you ever ask her about it? She she denies okay. all of that now. All of it. <laughs> she she thinks I'm, I'm completely crazy for ever saying that. But um, did she hop on the bandwagon once she saw you, you had some success with it? Yeah, I mean, once I started playing, really, like, legitimately, I didn't know. Like, I played football and stuff in the like in you know the neighborhood. You know, you, yeah. you do that kind of stuff. So I started off playing receiver, and it was good. I mean, because I was a fast kid. Well, yeah, track and yeah, all that. But, I don't know, running routes and all that stuff, I, I pretty much had my, my go-to. If I was going to run a go or a slant or something in between that point. Yeah. They were like, all right, cool. We're going to – I started getting a little bigger. And they were like, all right, we're going to move you to tight end. 
was like, um, play tight end. Was able to do pretty well at that. I just hated blocking. <laughs> <laughs> that is the worst thing in the world. Blocking is stupid. <laughs> but necessary. But necessary. Uh, I, you know, I, I think they could not block sometimes. You know, that's just a defensive <laughs> guy on my part. That but, would be, uh, <laughs> that would be nice, right? Yeah, for sure. I see it happen to all these other guys. You see these guys get, get, you know, you see JJ get a, Somebody, they just forget he's on the line. It's like, how do y'all not, how do y'all miss this big dude? <laughs> JJ is enormous. Is he like that in real, what's he like in real life? JJ's a dope dude. He's, he's really cool. He's, he's quiet. He's down to earth, but he's like surprisingly big. Uh, like really? It's, it's, even for an NFL player. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm taller than he is. But, like, there's times where I walk around the court, I'm like, oh, man, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> like, just strong. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's solid all the way around. And it's, you're like, how is this even possible? It's like country strong. Right? Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. when you look at a guy like Brock Lesnar. Oh, yeah. You know, like, you're like, this, this, it should make sense. You shouldn't be able to move this fast <laughs> and be this big. No, it's like, uh, you go, you got strong throwing hay bales or something. <laughs> you know real. what I mean? Like, for real. And that's like, that's strength that you can't duplicate in a gym or anywhere else. Mm-mm. Just Mm-mm. being out in the country in the elements. There's yeah. something about that that's just, uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? Like, irreplaceable. Oh, yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. The same way they say you can't teach speed. Right. That's true. So it's funny, as I was thinking about you describing how much you hate blocking, mm-hmm. blocking is almost like blocking is almost like defense because you're defending your quarterback, but you're on the offensive line. And when you're on defense, if you're thinking about this in capture the flag terms, right, which is essentially mm-hmm. what that is, if you're, you know, if you've got a blitz or something coming, yeah. the defense, their goal, if they take down the quarterback, that's almost like being on offense. You know, if, if I mean, you, yeah. If you if you think about it in like like just the in, sense in of strict roles, attack and defense, right? Yeah, that's what defense, I mean. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, so like I, and I understand the mechanics of football. Yeah. You know, the offensive line is there to protect the offense. They want to advance the ball. Yeah, well, I understand what you're saying in the sense of like attacking and defending in that right. situation. Yeah, but like role playing <clears throat> goals. Yeah, you know, so like you as a defensive lineman, you are trying to get to the quarterback. Mm-hmm. If you do that, you are successful in your attack. Yeah. So yeah. I just so I, you you'll hear a lot of. Um, coordinators say we're we're an attacking defense you're right right it just means they blitz a lot (laughs) (laughs) that's just a euphemism yeah they just blitz a lot don't worry don't don't (laughs) Don't overthink don't overthink it (laughs) see when i say i related to stuff i already know it's like oh yeah we're we're a big attacking defense we're going yeah no we 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 see a lot of blitz (laughs) what's the opposite of that then i don't know (laughs) well no one ever ever says it doesn't (laughs) i have no clue I, i i don't yeah, I like, don't know. I don't know what you didn't say to that point. I've we play zone. Yeah. <laughs> We're zone blitz. Bl- I don't know. It's zone, a little less sexy yeah, sounding. Yeah. <laughs> it, I, then you just don't come up with a word for that. No. Then uh, yeah, I don't. I don't know how you describe that, but it's it's not real media friendly. Nah. Uh, if you're a non blitzing defense, one of the things I saw was you've spent some time on practice squads, right? Mm-hmm. And one thing I've never known is a like how a practice squad actually functions. Like, mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know sort of the ins and outs of it and without getting into specifics, but like, what's the pay like for a practice squad player? I mean, I was always on and off. So I was like up for a week on practice squad, up, down, up, down throughout the whole season. So was that frustrating? It is, especially I was coming off of, Three years where I was actually playing, so I was doing special teams and right. and pass rush and stuff like that. So it got it it got a little frustrating, but you know, it's something you kind of deal with. But it, for practice squad, you're getting I want to say after taxes maybe eighty five ninety. Okay, so it's 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 not too bad, but you got to think about it. The way the NFL is set up, you're only getting paid for six months. Yeah, so I mean, guys are. People saying, "Oh yeah, you know, '90s, '90s good," but I mean, you you gotta pay, you gotta get your pay for your rent, your um, mm-hmm. gas, all the stuff during during that time. You're getting like, all the stuff. You're still one paying your sum. agent and stuff, yeah, right? Too. Yeah, yeah. So, oh, you get it in one lump sum. Well, I mean, it's it through that six months. Oh, right, one right. Lump. Yeah. So, okay, when you're on the practice squad, um, like I I can sort of divine what's entailed in that, but like, what's your job essentially, like week to week? It's really just to make sure that you properly prepare the the offense. Or if you're on, I mean, 
depends on what you are because like certain teams like being on the practice squad you could be playing a, a defensive end or whatever on one side and then be playing a if they need a big receiving tight end, you got to play tight end. Wow. So I got, when I first got here to Denver, who were we playing? We were about to play the, C, the Seahawks, and I was on practice squad that week. They just brought me brought me down. I was supposed to be playing Jimmy Graham. Oh, my. I was supposed to be Jimmy Graham. And when you so, said Seahawks, I was going to guess that. Yeah, they had, <laughs> I was supposed to be playing as Jimmy Graham. So like, I'm outside going against Tlaib and all this stuff, and he's trying to jam me off the line. I'm like, man, come on. Look, I got to see. <laughs> like, I haven't played tight end in forever. It's okay. But, I mean, every once in a while, you know, I, you go up and get a good catch, or you, you do you do something pretty cool. And, you know, I look over at the, at the tight ends coach, like, hey, man, if you ever need me, you just, you know, yeah. let, let your boy know. The more you can do. Yeah. But, um, you know, between that or you're – so you're watching like the film and seeing, you know, okay, how does this guy rush? Does how does he? What what is this offensive line going to see this next week? And give them the best look to be able to replicate that later on. Okay, and I mean, is that is that a fun job? I mean, it's obviously not the job you want, but yeah. do do you derive any joy out of it? Like, see, my mindset was always like, if I kick your butt, then. That means this next week I'm back up. Yeah, yeah, totally. So I it was always a way of competition. So I mean, I feel like during that time it really made me have to. You, you, there's no days off with that kind of situation. Sure. And, and you you get you get these guys that are like, oh man, it's practice, man. Just kind of chills. Like, look, dude, you got your you got your your time. I'm I'm fluctuating through this. Yeah, yeah. I'm fighting. I'm fighting for this. It's I, I, I'm not going to sit here and just kind of go half as you block me, whatever. Obviously, there there are those days where we're in less pads where you, you know, go half speed right, stuff right. like that. But if we got shoulder pads and helmets on, you getting it? <laughs> <laughs> and it's, and that and a lot of situations that's what gets you up or moved because I mean I've had times too where you get picked up by another team from practice squad and when you're when you're on that team you are solidified for that team on their active roster for four weeks oh nice all right have you uh have you ever read nate jackson's book he he was a tight end with the broncos and then briefly with the lions Mm -hmm. but he was always kind of on the cusp of getting cut you know Mm -hmm. kind of the special teams and you know, he, he would come in. He became mostly a blocking tight end despite being a wide receiver in college. Mm-hmm. Um, but his stories were always fascinating, and, and they're reflective of exactly what you just said because he was scrapping every practice every day because he knew he was on the cusp. Yeah. And to me, that's a more fascinating NFL story than if you're like, you know, Joe Montana or something. Yeah, yeah. Because it's like okay, I, I have no doubt that he or Tom Brady or anyone works really, really hard. But when you're sort of on that bubble to me – that's a fascinating story. Mm-hmm. So, I say, I mean, it, I lived and kept myself in the game from a purely pass rush and uh, special teams, punt, punt return, kickoff. I hate kickoff return. Kickoff <laughs> return is the stupidest <laughs> thing. You're, you're like, hey, look, we're, what we're going to tell you to do is we're going to start you off here. These guys are lined up ten yards away from you. You're going to run backwards about 15 yards this guy has a full head of steam coming at you about 25 yards away we want you to turn around flip your hips and shuffle to stay in front of him (laughs) that Uh, that sounds like a fool's errand yeah that's it's stupid it's stupid i it's i don't know do you Uh, think they should get rid of kickoffs no but i mean this was also just don't make me do them. Yeah, <laughs> somebody's cool with it. <laughs> I know guys that are like really good at KOR. Like at being the, being on the kickoff team, it's so much fun because yeah. I was big, I was fast. Got and a lot of these times it was like these little dudes that were trying to come and block me. You just rip through them, and you're like, all right, cool. Where, That's gotta be satisfying. Let's go make a tackle. Say, <laughs> but at the same time, also. The game has changed now. There's they no longer allow the, the three man wedge. Right. Um crack blocks aren't as, as uh, prevalent as they were because that was my issue. Being a big dude, you're also a big target. Yeah. You get these little dudes that come around and just clean you up from there and you they, What, they, just like I at the knee level? Mm-mm. No, no, no. I mean 
if you're if you're running, your head isn't on a swivel. Uh-huh. You look one way, so they'll do like influence blocks. So a guy will show up in front of you, act like he's gonna block you. Uh-huh. Really, he's getting the guy next to you. Uh-huh. This guy from your left is coming and clean, oh, <laughs> cleaning your clock right there, and then it's, it's like how Velociraptors hunt. Yeah, like yeah. in Jurassic Park. Yep. Oh, that's yep. wild. Yeah. So that was. It, see, people don't people don't ever really see like there's plays set up for kickoff return and every person on there isn't just kind of like running back and like getting in somebody's face there's you know you have your traps and your scoops and your you know that become you become almost an offensive lineman in that Uh, on on that kind of sense trying to open up a run lane doesn't always work but yeah i mean so they've they've taken away the the like the 15 the 10 yard head start Mm -hmm. now because you have to now you can't run up you have to be on the line and stuff like that so they're they're making it a a little more even but yeah beforehand it was it was just stupid you had four man wedges down there of offensive linemen they're like oh yeah just go run into them okay (laughs) thank you that's uh that sounds like a, a real hoot uh how different is the speed of the game at the college level versus the pro level because you went to Old Miss, right? Yeah, yeah. So uh, SEC. Yeah, I, I mean that's uh, that's as good as it gets in college. As far as it goes, it it definitely is a a, a bigger difference, and the difference comes, I want to say, in people's technique. Okay. So, I being a being a faster guy at the time, I was able to run around a lot of offensive linemen. Yeah, I mean, and just blow it, past them, yeah, right? Blow past them and if it came down to it, give them a little swipe just to get the last bit of the hands off. I got to uh St. Louis my rookie year and they had uh Jake Long who had, oh, at the geez. time had at the time was a three-time pro bowler. Yeah. Three-time bowler. Yeah, at their left tackle and I'm supposed to be I'm trying to make a team and I'm going up against him and I'm I'm like, "All right, I'm he's I've been against these fat dudes. No, no big deal. <laughs> I take off, and I literally see. So, have you seen the scene in uh, Justice League where Flash is running, and you see the super, you see Superman like catch him and like looking at him? He's like surprised, like, "Oh my God, you're able to keep up with me?" Yeah, that was that mindset. In my oh, no. I'm running. I'm like, oh, oh, and he just kicked back, kicking back, looking at me in my eyes the whole time. Because like, he's enormous too. Oh, right? Yeah, he, he, I mean, he's like six eight, six nine. Jesus God, okay, three hundred, three hundred fifteen, three hundred twenty pounds. And at the time, coming out the coming out from my my pro day and everything, I ran a four five. Jeez. So I wasn't I wasn't a slow guy. No. So coming off the ball, and I'm seeing this, I'm like, there's no way he's not he's not there. And the next thing I know, I try to turn the corner, and he is sitting there, standing there, punch ready, boom, in my chest. I'm like, oh, yeah, that'll work. <laughs> that 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 I gotta figure out something else. So that took a little bit of time, but I had I had great teachers. I had freaking Chris Long. I had Robert Quinn, Kendall Langford, William Hayes, uh, Eugene Sims, Michael Brockers, all these guys. I mean, so uh, wow. I was able to adapt real quick. Or else it, there was not there was nothing. I mean, because even in that sense, I was I don't know. People didn't think I was going to make the team out there, mm. and then I start showing out, and next thing you know, I'm I make the team, and I was rotating between. Well, at least start I was starting on pretty much every special team, and then coming up later on, we had uh, Eugene Sims and Robert Quinn get hurt, and I started my first game against San Fran. Wow! Yeah. Cap uh, hit hit me with a little move. <laughs> I will say that that was that was my welcome to the NFL moment. <laughs> I came off the line. They put you hit, on a poster a little bit. Uh, it it was just it it just wasn't pretty. <laughs> <laughs> I came off the line, beat the offensive lineman clean. I see him like this is my time. This is about to be my sack. I got this. I'm about to do the craziest dance. He hits me with a little jump step back. I reach. He spins off. Runs off to the left, hits a guy for twenty yards. I'm like, oh, oh. We look back, and my coach is just, damn, Rook, what's going on? What happened here? And said, damn, Rook, and all the vets are like, ooh, ooh. I'm like, they just keep rewinding me missing, me missing, me missing. I was like, all right, cool. That's I appreciate it. So just a little scratch in the roof of your mouth, and they just keep talking. Yeah, yeah. Come on, Rook, what are you doing? Just poking you and poking oh, you. Yeah, I ended up getting my my first sack later on, but it was, that's good. Uh, 
Who, who was that? Who'd you get? I got Aaron Rodgers actually. Nice. Yeah, yeah. It was it was a little little gimmick blitz that we had, but it was uh, it was it was pretty dope. So that that game legitimately they just brought me up for. So you have your active fifty three man roster, right? But you also have you can only dress forty seven. So that was my thing. Like I was always on the fifty three man roster. But sometimes you weren't active if they didn't need you at the time. Right. Like, hey, we need to bring up, a, we need to have another offensive lineman dress, or we need to have another pump returner, or another whatever dress. So it it was just kind of, it just always kind of sucked. It was like, I'm good enough to play. We just, I mean, I had some crazy guys in front of me. Of course. Uh, well, I mean, that's true of any sport or any profession. There's guys in front of you. Mm-hmm. There's guys behind you too. Yep. Yep. And everyone is going as hard as they can. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I can't imagine the level of competition just all the time. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, I mean, you're so you're what now, like 28, 29? I'm 29. 29? Mm-hmm. How's your body holding up? It's good. I, I mean, obviously, I, I do have to – I didn't have to stretch beforehand. <laughs> like, when I was – like coming out of coming out of college and stuff like that, I didn't have to stretch. Yeah, I used to say I was like a I was like a cheetah, like just get up and get going. Yeah, <laughs> I got to stretch now. <laughs> you got to loosen up a little bit. I got to loosen up just a little bit. Um, I I feel like I still I still have the point of quick quick twitch and all that stuff, yeah. and it's not as bad as as some guys would say. Also because I didn't. Play. I wasn't playing football at a young age, so oh, my sure. body has so has had some time to uh, to save itself. I say no. I I think there's something to that because you'll hear like I, I'm a big professional wrestling fan. Mm-hmm. These guys are taking back bumps all the time, mm-hmm. and apparently you've got a number that that you're going to hit at some point where you can't take any more back bumps. Mm. You know, and so and mm. and it's not the matches; it's all the training. Yeah, you know. So I mean. It's like with boxing. It's not necessarily the fights, but it's all the training. You keep yep. getting hit in the head. Yep, yep. When you're practicing football, you're still running into each other. These lo- these impossibly large men who should not be able to run this fast uh, all colliding with one another. Yep. And it's going to do a number on your body. Because mm-hmm. you see all these – because as a practice, you sometimes, you know, you may it just may just be a helmet practice. But that doesn't mean anything for defensive linemen. Mm. Defensive linemen – I mean, you still have to come off the ball. You still got to hit this big dude in front of you You're every single time, hitting, hitting, hitting. For the DBs and, and receivers, they love it. They're like, oh, yeah, you know, it's kind of going with the motion, moving around. Yeah. It's like, you go, go, go. It's like, <laughs> I don't want to hear, don't talk to me about your body hurt, none of that stuff. How many 300-pound men did you hit today? <laughs> How many did you run into purposefully? Exactly. Oh. What, uh, what's your hope for the XFL? My mindset is to go out, you know, see kind of what they're offering, and uh, show them what I show them what I got. Go out and yeah. and it's like you said before, and everybody has a game plan until they get hit. <laughs> yeah. So uh, hit some quarterbacks and enjoy myself. I mean, that, that's pretty much how they they explained it to me. It was like, hey, look, we want you to go out and just go pass for us. Yeah, do your thing. Do do what you're good at. That's what that's the plan. That's what I want to go do. So be. Have you connected with your teammates yet, or like when does that start? So there's a mini camp I'm supposed to have coming up December third. Okay. Yeah. So it's supposed to be in Dallas with the Dallas Renegades. So I'm excited about it. I've been I've been doing all my training stuff. I usually work out before I come to work most of the time. Yeah. So I'm at uh, working on Landau Performance. Shout out to oh Lauren Landau. Yeah. Shout out to Lauren Landau. S- Wow, so he uh, he was a classmate of my wife and sister in law. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah so Lauren's they they dog. know uh, Cassie in particular knows him. So mm-hmm. uh, so Lauren Lauren is the one actually one who got me back right after I messed up my hip. So it was right before he became the the uh, strength and conditioning coach for the Broncos. Yeah, but um, <clears throat> he's done UFC guys and Missy Franklin. That's and- ridiculous. He 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 has a way. Of being able to coach anybody, wow! And it's it he can relate he can relate to you so well, and it, it, I mean motivates you to keep going. So that's always been a big thing with him. That's awesome. Yeah, I love Lauren. He knows that. Well, at some point, I remember in the movie Moneyball, um, 
one of the scouts or one of the executives for the A's says, you know, at some point we're all told we can no longer play the children's game, mm-hmm. right? What some for some of us, that's eighteen. For some of us, it's when we're forty or whatever, right? And I'm always fascinated by athletes' second acts mm-hmm. because you spend your entire life in pursuit of this great but fleeting thing, mm-hmm. and at some point, like it's going to end, and it's probably going to be before you're forty. Yeah, I mean, I'm 38 years old right oh, now, yeah. Yeah. and I can't imagine like <clears throat> let's say next year someone said you can't do this thing that you've been doing forever, and so I'm curious, like how do you sort of face that mentally? What's your mindset approaching that? And it seems like you found a pretty good second act already here. Yeah, I mean I, you're early into it, but I've always been always been good with people, so I figured no matter what I was going to do it was going to be some some other sense. <clears throat> I had been approached for doing all types of sales, medical sales, medical instruments, and stuff like that. <laughs> sure. All right, so I mean that that wasn't ever really issue. So I. I did you have like a pretty good network then, like, or did people just see you, NFL player, and they go, "We gotta, we gotta fold so in it." So it was, it was really just a relation. So I was always, always pride myself in op- every opportunity is another way, another opportunity to network. Yeah. So and always, and always, you know, making sure I make a good impression on the people that I'm around. So it's 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 been cool, and I've been able to make some good relationships, and you know, I've had many people reach out to me and say like hey when when you're done you know let me know hmm. so it's uh it's a good opportunity because i'm i'm enjoying this working with avi and it's been a uh, a good way for me to be able to say like okay whenever i whenever i say like okay this is it i have something to fall back on to. yeah so, so i have my degree and everything too so it's not a it's uh from Ole miss mm-hmm. fantastic yeah 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 so i have a degree in uh business and marketing so nice yeah um, what is it like, and so we're kind of jumping all over the place here, but what's it like playing for an SEC school in football, mm-hmm. which is the premier conference, while completing your coursework? How, how do you balance that? Oh, man, man, oh, man. It's a lot of getting pissed off at kids that are talking about, oh, man, it's my my first class, and their 8 a.m. class is talking about, oh, I'm so tired. I need to move this class back. I've been up since 4 a.m. <laughs> we used to have freaking 4 a.m. workouts. Oh, God. <clears throat> Go in, have a full workout, and then it, you get done at 6, 6.30. Like, all right, hey, I know you guys all have 7 a.m. Uh, classes. Go get you. Too bad. Go ahead. Get out there and... <laughs> It's like you you got to figure out getting you some breakfast, getting yeah. the class on time, and then still being like conscious enough to be able to pay attention <laughs> to learn. <laughs> God yeah. forbid, right? Yeah. <laughs> and so, I mean, but <clears throat> we always had our um, allotted times for like study hall and all that stuff. Yeah. But this was like you went through a full day. Uh-huh. Your 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 first class is at seven. Your last class is at probably two or something like that yeah then you immediately go from there to practice you're practicing for another three or four hours because you have meetings for an hour another meeting team meeting do you have practice for about an hour and a half two hours and then you have meetings about your practice oh god so then you leave that and then immediately have to go to your study hall which you have to check into because if you don't get enough study hall hours you'll get in trouble by your team oh my god so you have to like checking in and making sure so i mean it was so by the time you're leaving there it's nine ten o'clock and then you have to wake up do the same thing the next day that's dude okay so that's what like a 15 16 17 hour day mm-hmm. wow yeah yeah i could see where some resentment for so yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah can go off on this forever just because like they want to say they pride you know school and and things like that I and mean, this is this is not just this is no world program in general this is they like the yeah, across the board general. they want to say they pride this stuff but they don't always give you the best opportunities to do to then do that like <clears throat> as an ncaa guy like you're only getting a certain amount of money you're getting your yeah. you're getting your um your like allotted check and that is for rent and I mean, and at not, much Miss, else, right? not much else. Like you have to, you're pushing maybe. I want to say I was getting six, seven hundred dollars 
something like that. And you have to, that has to be for your rent and all the rest of your, your, I mean, if you, if you have a car, you got gas, you got phone yeah. bill, you got food, all the stuff books. to try to make, yeah. I will, I mean, they pay for books okay, and all got stuff. It. Yeah. So th- that was one of the things that, that did help. You didn't have to worry about paying for things okay. as far as school goes. Right. Yeah. But living <laughs> actually just just like existing as a person just surviving <laughs> it was it, you didn't have you didn't have much else so it was like yeah. it used to be you know getting towards the end of the month you you would see all these guys like pulling up to the gas station you're like uh oh, i'm gonna get this cheeseburger <laughs> i'm gonna get this gas <laughs> oh no and it's like well i gotta get to class so i'm about to get my gas we i gotta just make it through this last week that used to be the worst time. So I can make it through this last week in order to have enough money to be able for to be able to survive for the for that next system of checks. So wow. Um, um, as you can tell, I'm all for players being uh, compensated compensated for their work. For I sure. I couldn't agree more. If you were an artist and you made something in your art class, right? Mm-hmm. You made a painting. Yeah. You could then go and sell that if you wanted to. Yep. You were still in college, but there was there wasn't this bizarre distinction between amateur artist and professional artist. Mm-hmm. If you sell some shit, you can become a professional. Yeah. Whereas student athletes aren't allowed. I think they are now, but weren't even allowed to make money off their likeness. Yeah, that's only in Cali too. Yeah, it, <clears throat> I mean that's that's insane to me. And so you see, you're seeing all these. You know, bobbleheads and jerseys, and yeah. I mean, then you you get the NCAA the yeah, NCAA game. game and stuff like that, and it's like that. That's literally me. Who? Where is his money going to? <laughs> <laughs> like you, they have your height, your weight, your birthday, your, your birthday, your yeah. You know where you where you're from, where you went to school, what high school you went to, all the stuff on this game, and they're like, oh, it's it's not you. Yeah. What? <laughs> yeah, because like, what number were you? I was number 90. Okay, so, yeah, it's like number 90, mm-hmm. you know, defensive end, outside linebacker, and it has all your stats. No, that's not you. That's you not go, you. you go, what? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> what do you mean that's not? Okay. Like, that's right, too close sure. to be a coincidence. For sure. Okay. Like, how embarrassing. But, um, yeah. And, I mean, like, people who defend the system as is, I don't relate to them at all. No. So that's, it's just these people that they're like, I feel like it's just these bitter people that I had to pay for for school, and they're like, "I'm I have this debt now because of you know because of school." And I'm like, "I I'm sorry, I I I really do feel bad for you in that situation, having to you know have my wife doing going through her college debt and all that stuff, and seeing other people." But I don't know. At least at that at that sense, you still had enough to be able to like if you want to get a job on the side, you can yeah. do that. Yeah, I tried to help as a bouncer at a club, at a bar or whatever, at right. Ole Miss. They literally told me I wasn't allowed to do that. God. I was like, so but at the same time they were telling me, Hey Gerald, we need you to gain weight. I was like, You want me to gain weight with what? Yeah. With what money? <laughs> how yeah. am I supposed to how am I supposed to food, go about food that? costs money. Yeah. Especially calorically dense food. Exactly. And it was like, oh which is because I mean I was fluctuating to like two thirty you know, 240, mm-hmm. 245. I never got over 250 in college until, like, literally the day I showed up for my pro day. That was oh, the wow. first time I, in my entire, entire college career that I was over 250. Hmm. As for a defensive end, that's not always the greatest thing. Right. But I, I don't know. It it just doesn't make any it doesn't make sense to me that these people don't understand this stuff. No, no, and like people are trying to put college athletes in this tiny tiny little box. Mm-hmm. And that like that's <clears throat> just wrong. Yeah. Like and anytime you try and do that to anyone, but in particular something you're getting enjoyment out of, why why you wouldn't want to embolden the players of this product that you enjoy? Mm-hmm. I don't get it. Yeah. yeah. I'm not saying player so i feel like people have like tried to take it to the stream i'm not saying players need to make you know millions from this stuff but i mean you have a you have these colleges that are making multi-million dollars off of off of these games it's like i remember at Ole miss we won back-to-back cotton bowls nice and that money was then put to put a put up a new basketball stadium (laughs) 
You're like, okay, that means we're bringing in a, a good ton, yeah. a good ch- It's Because like, that Ole Miss was pretty much football, baseball brought mm-hmm. in the most. And then, you know, basketball after that. But um, football and baseball pretty much ran the school. Wow. But, and I mean, and a lot of SEC programs, that's the same. So I just can't imagine these guys not being compensated for all that stuff. So No, I, I couldn't agree with you more. And, you know, if we're talking about college funding and things like that, that could delve into a deeper political conversation. I don't think we'll go yeah, to here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, um, okay, so. You've got XFL coming up in 2020. Yeah. What's ahead for you uh, at Bulo Jewelers? Like, what? Where do you want to go? What do you want to do? Um, and and like, what's your sort of vision for how to make this role your own? So, I've always prided myself on, you know, personal style and things like that. So, I mean, I I want to be able to branch out and get more more people as far as style. Because I mean, they they've always done a, such a great job with custom. Uh, engagement rings and and things like that, but a lot of this stuff is catered more to women. So I I want to try to bring in. Also, you know, you come in you once you're past that time of like, okay, I've proposed or whatever. You know, saying yeah, I I want to be able to get something for myself. I want to be able to go in and, and it's like, it can be a little intimidating walking in. You, all you see is you know just engagement rings or just or women's earrings women's or, ear, earrings things like that so is it trying to bring in you know more necklaces for men or, or watches or bracelets or just things to to um help incorporate other your style so that like i said i pride myself on you know style and it's a, one of the things i'm getting into now is helping guys pick out their their ring because that's the one time where you're really able to, to yeah. express yourself in that situation so Go out with it, man. Enjoy it. If as in my ring is kind of standard right now, just because as you can see how messed yeah, yeah. up my finger is. Oh I, dear, yeah, yeah. It's I broke my I broke my ring finger. For oh those my! Who can't see this, and it's permanently crooked to the point where. God, really? Yeah. Oh man, yeah. That's yeah. I have a. It's not pretty. <laughs> that's rough. <dude. laughs> it's it's not pretty. Is but that a football thing? Yeah, I dislocated it in a game against Georgia and I remember running down the field against I, Georgia so this was what like 7 years ago something yeah. like the jeez yeah so um I engaged with a tight with the tight end threw him down running after the quarterback and the quarterback runs out of bounds and I'm kind of seeing my finger go past my face oh no and I'm like okay that didn't look good I run <laughs> off to the sideline and look over and my finger is at my Ring fingers at a complete right angle. Ah. And I'm sitting there just, ah. ah. And they, <laughs> <laughs> the trainer comes over, like, it's okay, it's okay. It's like, it's not okay. Do you see my finger? <laughs> He's like, all right, hold still. I was like, what are you going to do? Grabs it, pops it back in, ah. tapes them together. It was like, good job. Go back out there. I'm like, what? <laughs> I can't feel my left hand. Yeah. And yeah, so it's been like this forever to the point like my my ring is like a clasp. So you press like the little button at the bottom with like a pin or something like that uh, and it pops open. Oh wow. Because I can't get it over. You can't you can't get it around the, the 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 corner? Yeah. I have a corner on my finger. That's, Jesus that's man. The best way to explain that. <laughs> okay, well, I don't think we're topping that story. So Gerald uh, do the plugs. Where can people find you? Where can they find Bulo Jewelers? Anything you want to plug? Do it. Um, yeah, I uh, come up, come up and see us at Bulo Jewelers. We are at the corner of Sixteenth and Champa. Um, you know, let us know. We will come and see some friendly faces and some people that are you know passionate about helping people. I mean, that's always that's always our mindset. I feel like that's gonna be it's gonna be really good. I really I really enjoy it out there and. So I, I want to help people and kind of spread that whole mindset, too. So Cool, man. You got anything personal you want to plug? Um, Instagram or uh, Twitter or anything? Oh, yeah. Hit me up on uh, Instagram on at, uh, Fl- at Flash Rivers. Nice. You will Flash underscore Rivers, actually. Uh, you know, and if you're ready to see some, some heads roll in the XFL with the Dallas Renegades coming up here soon. so That's awesome. Um, I'm excited. We're going to. 
do some things. We're going to hit some people. We're going to have some fun. <laughs> I love it, man. All right. Well, Gerald, this was an enormous pleasure. Yeah. Thank you uh, for all your insight, and I wish you continued success. Yeah. Thank you very much. It was always good to meet you. And that wraps up episode 236 of the John of All Trades podcast. Big thanks to Gerald Rivers for taking the time out of his day right before he heads off to minicamp for the Dallas Renegades. Wish him all the luck in the world. He forgot to plug the website for Bulo Jewelers, so I'll do it now. BulowJewelers.com. Go hit them up. Also linked on the companion blog piece and in the show notes. You can find that on iTunes, Stitcher, or the John of All Trades homepage. That's JohnofAllTrades.us. J-O-N of All Trades.us. If you're listening to us on one of those platforms, iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, whatever, give us a rating, give us a review, hit that subscribe button, brand new episodes will come directly to you. You heard Gerald's first job, I posted it a day late. Normally those go up on Mondays, new episodes drop on Wednesdays. You can keep up with John of All Trades on social media, J-O-A-T pod is the handle, that's Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, Pinterest, and Instagram. I wouldn't really bother with Snapchat, nor would I bother with Pinterest, but... The other three, that's where the action is. Facebook is the only place I promote first jobs. Twitter is where I do a bunch of weird stuff. And Instagram is where you can find adorable photos of the worst coworker ever. Those are my cats. I work from home. You know it. I'm taking the week off next week because I managed to post content through this holiday season. I need a breather. I got some other work to do for Deft Communications, who is our production company. Hit up Deft on the web, D-E-F-T-C-O-M.us. But I'll see you back here in two weeks with a brand new episode. And until I hear you again, say goodnight, Grace. That's good, Johnny.